Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those mid swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Let's go indeed. It is time for Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Great to have you with us. My name is Matt Pauley. We have a full two-hour edition of the program. This evening, we take you till 8 o'clock. Cardinals win earlier today. They knock off the Arizona Diamondbacks by a 14-5 score. Felt like the Cardinals needed one of those, and they get it. Is that foreshadowing the way things are going to go moving forward? Maybe, maybe not. We'll just have to wait and see. But for at least one day, things seemed a lot better and seemed closer to what we thought it was going to look like this year with the Cardinals, as good of an offensive club as they are. Uh, We'll have an opportunity. So on days like this where the Cardinals play day games, we do the extra inning show, and we took a call today on the extra inning show, but we kind of want to funnel – the uh, the more extended Cardinals conversation here into Sports Open Line. So we will have phone calls, text messages, and tweets from you if you want to get involved in the program today. The way you call, the way you text, it's the same way. We've got the same number, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is what we've got coming up on the program today. In addition to a lot of Cardinals talk between now and 8 o'clock, we'll veer off a couple times. NBA playoffs are going on. I got to tell you, the NBA does such a a great job with their playoffs and making it it feel like it's it's must-watch TV on an every-single-night basis, making it feel like these games really matter. Um it just the difference between kind of a random NBA game on a Tuesday night during the regular season versus what we see every single one of these games in the playoffs. Uh, it's uh, it's significant, and it continues to be fantastic theater watching what's going on in the NBA playoffs. Uh, coming up later on this hour, just uh, past the bottom of the hour on 635 or so, uh, we're going to have Justin Garcia on. He's one of my real good friends. I worked with him in Wisconsin. He's currently the uh, analyst on the Milwaukee Bucks radio network, but a great guy to talk uh, NBA with overall, and uh, we'll do that with him coming up at uh, 635 next hour. Lots of baseball. We'll have uh, Maury Brown on, uh, has been a longtime 
cover covering Major League Baseball for uh, Forbes Sports. We've had him on this show many times. And uh, Joe Roderick's going to join us as well, our guy. He gets an our guy designation. We were um, sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. Uh, you and I, we were kind of putting together the – um, the possibilities of who we were going to have on today. And I just thought of this because Joe Roderick, because Joe Roderick, I think he comes under the um, the term friend of the program. Well, we were thinking about um, getting Carter Chapley on. And Matt, you texted me today. What did you text me on why we could not get Carter Chapley on? Well, the reason why is because he's at a wedding. And I, I believe the words I used were code red, Carter Chapley's unavailable. And if that happens, then we are out of luck. So you said at a wedding? Yeah. It's his wedding. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't think that was specified. Yeah. Uh, so that's text. what I, that's, you're going back to the text message. Uh, yeah. So I Oh, was, it does say my wedding. Oh, it does? Okay. Because, yeah, you said oh, he's, uh, he's somewhere for a wedding. And then I saw his social media today, and turns out it is his wedding. So I, I probably shouldn't have responded, who cares? We need you for the show. <laughs> Wrap it up. So if you uh, you can wish Carter Chapley good tidings as he gets ready for his wedding, which is taking place uh, this weekend, and he is out of town, so at Chapley Media. But I just I found it very funny that you said for a wedding, and then I found out it's actually his wedding. So the Cardinals win today. This I I keep I'm gonna repeat myself over and over and over again, as it's kind of funny because I I love talking about baseball. I love covering baseball. I love having conversations about baseball. But my least favorite time to do it, and it honestly, it doesn't matter if it's early in the season or if it's late in the season or anything in between. Or, uh, or let me say that again. It doesn't matter if the team is playing well or it doesn't matter if the team is playing poorly. Like it doesn't. The performance of the team doesn't matter. I I I le I like least covering and talking about baseball in the first month of the season because it's just overreaction central. We overreact to everything. I'm probably doing it today by making such a big deal of the Cardinals scoring their 14 runs today and that following up that really good ninth inning yesterday. I am probably falling into the trap that I dislike. My I fall into the trap more from a positive side. I feel like a lot of people fall into the trap from a negative side. It doesn't really matter. Same same trap. You're just going into it from a different side of the, uh, I don't know, I, I, I probably should stop with the trap analogy here. But it's... It just doesn't mean a whole lot. Kevin Wheeler and I were talking about this uh, during our 515 Sportscast today. And one of the greatest examples of why it's hard to evaluate anything, anything at all, this early on in the season is because of how much stuff can fluctuate. Tommy Edmond is a, is a fantastic example. If we're talking about Tommy Edmond at this time yesterday, we're talking about a guy who's hitting 241, with a 310 slugging percentage and a 643 OPS. None of those numbers are very good. Here we are 24 hours later, and we're talking about Tommy Edmond, and he's got a 274 average with a 435 slugging percentage and an 801 OPS. All those numbers are pretty solid, pretty good. They're not superstar numbers, but they're good numbers. If if Tommy Edmond finishes the year hitting 274, with a 435 slug and 801 OPS, he's, he has a solid year. He's the same guy that he was yesterday. He just happened to have a good day. 
He just happened to have three at bats where he really performed well. So that's the that's the clear example of why it's really hard to evaluate anything at this point in time because Tommy Edmond right now is the exact same guy that he was yesterday. And if we're talking about him yesterday, we're talking about him not performing up to standards. And one game and three at-bats later, you look at his numbers and they look pretty darn good. It's just you got to get a bigger sample size. And that's not that's not me making excuses. That's not me saying that there aren't things that the team needs to do better. Clearly, clearly there are. But what it's it's me saying is what you're griping about today, you might not be griping about tomorrow. You might not be griping about a week from now. There's three games under 500. They go on a little run here. They have a really good road trip. All of a sudden, they're above 500. You're chasing a bunch of teams that aren't very good. The Brewers aren't especially good. The Cubs aren't especially good. Pirates aren't especially good. They've all got pretty good records. I don't know what's the, what's the most real of those three teams. I don't even mention the Reds for obvious reasons. I, the Pirates are not going to keep going at a 632 clip. The Cubs are not going to keep going at a 647 clip. The Brewers certainly are not going to keep going at a 737 clip. The Brewers are 14 and 5. And Brandon Woodruff's on the injured list, and Corbin Burns just came out of his last game with a pectoral issue, and they just put Garrett Mitchell on the injured list today. They got a million guys injured, and they're 14 and 5 with a 737 winning percentage. That's not sustainable. The Brewers are not going to finish the year tied for second in terms of overall record. The Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in baseball right now, 16 and 3. The Braves and the Brewers are tied for second at 14 and 5. That's not going to keep going. I mentioned this yesterday. I was a little bit surprised. Cuz to me and I look, I'm in St. Louis. I'm hosting on the Cardinal Radio Network. There's there's some bias on my uh, on my behalf. I don't we all have biases. I don't run away from mine. I'll tell you exactly what my biases are at any given moment. I am biased towards the Cardinals. I could not believe that even with the Cardinals' slow start and the Brewers' hot start, that the sports books out there have flipped the odds where the Brewers are now the favorites to win the NL Central and the Cardinals have the second-best odds to win the division. All because of a, a fast start for one team and a slow start for another? Like, that doesn't... And I know when, when they're making... When they're putting odds together the odds are created to try to get the betting public to bet 50-50 down the road. Um, so you're you're taking the, you know, I think they call it the juice. I'm not a sports gambling guy, but so you, you take off the top as a sports book. Uh, so if you get a 50-50 split on the betting public on any given thing, you're going to make money as a sports book. Uh, I, am, I am shocked that 50% of the betting public would be betting on the Milwaukee Brewers right now to win the NL Central. All right, we'll continue to talk uh, baseball. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX, a gray bar sports open line. I'm hearing voices, Matt Pajeski. Oh, is there, there's, yeah. I was, I was caught off guard. I felt like there's ghost because all of a sudden I heard something in there and I don't know. Anyways, welcome back into the program. It's one of those days, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. We're talking Cardinals baseball. If you want to join in on the conversation, you could do so by calling, by texting, by tweeting. Cardinals win earlier today, 14-5. We'll table the Cardinals for a little bit in our next segment when we'll talk uh, some NBA playoffs, Uh, but a lot of Cardinals baseball will be, uh, that'll be the mostly what we talk about uh, between now and 8 o'clock this evening. Adam Wainwright, by the way, threw today at Springfield. The results were okay. He went three innings, gives up a home run, two runs, four hits, three strikeouts, no walks. He never really – it was his first rehab start. We'll see what he looks like his uh, his next time out. It was good that he just came out of it uh, feeling good. He'll make one more rehab start, and then they'll evaluate it at that point in time. And the guy who pitched today for the Cardinals, Jake Woodford, he would probably be the guy who would be out of a job, would be probably back to Memphis once Wainwright uh, would return. If Woodford would have pitched better, if if what Woodford was doing now looked more like what he did in spring training, then the Cardinals might have a tough decision to make. I don't think it's an overly tough decision to make right now. Woodford has uh, not been overly impressive. Kept the team in the game today, giving up four runs on seven hits but he keeps the team in the game and, and gives them an opportunity to win because they scored 14 runs. Uh, today was a, was a good day offensively. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this. And I really, we, we spend so much time talking about pitching. I've done, sometimes I can't help myself. Sometimes I see like comments on Facebook of people saying things that are just not correct and I, I just have to respond. I need to, I need to have more of a filter. I need to be able to just kind of not look at stuff and not, not respond to it. It is one of my personal weaknesses. I see stuff. So I'll read like the Facebook comments on the KMOX sports account uh, after we post a, a, a game story or something like that. And 
it's one of the things that I keep noticing is the vast majority of people, the things that they are complaining about is generally based on pitching. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the pitching's been good. I'm not going to tell you the starting pitching has been good. It it hasn't been. Uh, there's been a moment here, a moment there. The starting pitching has not been especially good so far this season for, for the Cardinals. I think it's going to be better than what we are seeing at, right now, uh, but we can't run away from the fact that it's uh, it's not especially good. Uh, starters have pitched to a 5.60 ERA this year for the Cardinals. There's only one starting pitcher who has a sub-3 ERA. That's Jack Flaherty at 2.95. Second on that list is Jordan Montgomery at 4.84. Then you have Woodford at 6.05. Matt's at 6.48. And Miles Michaelis is above 8. So the numbers are what the numbers are. They're, they're not good. Starting pitching has not been especially good. I would contend that the biggest issue, though, for the Cardinals, the biggest reason that their record is not where Cardinals fans want it to be is the lack of timely hitting. If they, if their overall offensive numbers, batting average, slugging percentage, OPS, everything, if it was consistent across the board, where they basically had the same batting average, whether there's runners on or the base is empty, same slugging percentage, runners on, bases empty. Same sl- OPS, runners on, bases empty. If the offensive profile was exactly the same all the time and you didn't have this weird anomaly of them being a top five offensive club overall but really struggling when there's an opportunity to score runs, if it's consistent across the board, We're talking about the struggles of the pitching a little bit because the numbers are what the numbers are. It's a 5.60 ERA for your starting rotation. But it's a sidebar because the team's winning games. The number one reason the team has not won as many games, I don't think it's the pitching. And again, I say that knowing. I'm not trying to give a free pass to the pitching. I'm not telling you the pitching's good. It it hasn't been. But that's, that's not what's leading to this team losing games. What's leading to the team losing games is just this weird, timely hitting thing. And I would also contend that's probably a good thing because that's going to turn around. There is no reason to believe that a team can be a really good offensive club when the bases are empty, but then not be a very good club when there's an opportunity to score runs. There's just no reason to believe that it would stay that way. Now, starting pitching has got to get better. It will. All these guys, Flaherty, Mats, Michaelis, Montgomery, I'm not including Woodford here. All these guys have a track record. They're going to be better. They need to be better. I still think the Cardinals probably, there's there's a starting pitcher that's pitching for another team right now that's going to be pitching for the Cardinals before all is said and done this year. I truly believe that they're going to make a somewhat significant move when it comes to starting pitching. But that's the that's the thing with this team. They've got They've got to hit better with runners in scoring position, and they did that today. Today's an extreme example because they score 14 runs. They're not always going to score 14 runs. But they go 7 for 15 with runners in scoring position. Today's, today is a great example of what happens uh, when they're able to put it all together from an offensive standpoint. And Jake Woodford did not pitch especially well today. Four runs in seven innings or four runs in five innings on seven hits, that's not an especially good day. 
you can have those type of performances and win games when you're scoring runs. You don't have to score 14 runs, but it's good to go out there and score five runs, six runs, seven runs, have that as kind of your baseline standard of what you're getting on a night-in, night-out basis, and I think that this team can certainly do that. All right, we'll take a break. We will uh, shift gears. We'll talk some NBA basketball, the NBA playoffs underway. One of my good friends, uh, Justin Garcia, will join us in uh, just a moment. He works with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks but uh, covers the NBA overall and really enjoy talking NBA basketball with him. He's with us in just a moment as we continue on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A Graybar Sports Open Line rolling on here on KMOX. We'll get back into the Cardinals coming up in uh, just a little bit. Did want to switch gears and talk some NBA basketball, NBA playoffs. They are going strong right now. TV ratings are great. Local St. Louis TV ratings for the NBA playoffs. Pretty darn good as well. There's uh, certainly an appetite for uh, NBA basketball. And I love talking to this guy about the NBA. Before I was here, I was working in uh, Milwaukee, and he has covered the Bucks for a uh, very long time, currently working uh, as the analyst on uh, their radio network, but a guy who covers the NBA from top to bottom. He is uh, one of my good friends. He is Justin Garcia. You follow him on Twitter at TMJ Garcia, and he joins us right now here on Sports Open Line. Justin, thanks so much uh, for your time today. How are you doing? Uh, I am good. It is a weird spring where i mean obviously basketball is my main focus but there is uh as you know matt very little uh very little attention being played to paid to playoff hockey this go round. yeah you're a big blues guy how like from for us locally it was just about two months ago it it really hit that this was not going to be a good year for this team <laughs> yeah well i mean i i think it, it hit before that and it was the it was cemented about two months ago it was still you saw the team just wasn't coming together and you you heard the rumblings too and thought well with the contracts they have and the summer they've got in front of them it certainly makes sense to move guys like O'Reilly and Tarasenko Um, but I still I guess in my heart of hearts didn't believe it would happen until you actually saw the move made and then the ultimate thing too of having to see Vladdy uh, score the first goal for the Rangers last night yeah it's uh it, that whole situation, everything about this year was weird, and they they move on from some assistant coaches. It just it feels like there was a lot of things going on that they didn't want to have going on. And yeah, even Doug Armstrong the other day said he's got to better understand younger players. There's just I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird spot for this team right now. Well, and uh, not to spend the whole time on hockey, but even his comments uh, that I, I saw the other day too about the. Uh, the captain and how they would use that going forward. If kind of hinting at maybe we won't have a captain and we'll just do the alternate. So it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting off season. All right, let's get into the NBA playoffs a little bit. You'll be on the call this evening as uh, the bucks are in action against the heat, looking to even up that series uh, yesterday, a couple series get evened up one, one Cavaliers beat the Knicks uh, Suns beat the Clippers. Uh, both those series are, are kind of interesting, and that first game between the Suns and Clippers was was fantastic. I guess from a really broad, general standpoint, what's been the thing that you've taken away most so far here in the first week or so of the NBA playoffs? Uh, I think the big takeaways are the Celtics are very good, as we knew, and I think you saw a lot of split vote between who is or should be the title favorite, the Bucks or the Celtics. Uh, with the way the Bucks started, obviously Giannis's injury plays into that. But uh, the way Celtics, the Celtics started as well, that's a really good team, and uh, they've gotten better with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. So 
to me, they've had the best start so far. I was also surprised. That I thought the – you mentioned the Clippers-Suns series. I thought – and it still could be. I thought it was going to be the Suns making short work of the Clippers with no Paul George. But game one just shows you, hey, Kawhi Leonard is back to the guy that the Bucks fans and that everybody saw in 2019 when he led the Raptors to a title. I was talking to somebody about this other day. It was actually in terms of hockey because we're curious to see – what the playoff TV ratings are going to be like in St. Louis for the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Blues not in it. St. Louis generally ranks uh, among among markets that don't have NBA teams. St. Louis TV ratings are among the best, if not the best, in the country. And it just feels like the TV ratings probably for the Stanley Cup playoffs in St. Louis are probably going to take a big step back this year. But, it, man, the, the NBA playoffs and the show and the entertainment and everything they do, it feels like every year that it gets more and more compelling from start to finish. It was the highest-rated opening weekend of the playoffs they've had in, I think it was a dozen years, they said. It was a decade or, or a little bit more than that. And I think a big reason why is, you know, I mentioned are the Bucks or the Celtics the title favorites, but you really have five teams that could make a strong case for – reaching the finals i mean that number grows in the west uh, but you know winning the finals and, and talking themselves into winning a championship obviously the bucks and the celtics sixers i still don't love the roster but hey joel Embiid is going to win the mvp he is the ultimate guy that there is just nobody to match up with him and the west is wide open so i think with that uh, being as wide open as we've seen in decades th- that's going to bring a lot more attention because that was always the wrap on the nba is you know, you would hear, well, you don't need to watch until the fourth quarter. You'd complain about officiating. But for the longest time, too, it was always, well, it's you know, it's, it's the same two or three teams that we know are going to win every year. And this year, it's, it's just looking like that's not the case. The Lakers won their first game. They didn't have a very good regular season, but there's always going to be attention on them because of them being the Lakers and obviously LeBron James. What If, if they put it together here, how far can they go? Well, so the West is, as we just said, so wide open that they have a legitimate chance. And now it is kind of funny of the revisionist history. I mean, they did a really poor job after winning the title in the bubble of shaping that roster. I mean, they went the exact opposite direction you needed to go, bringing in Russell Westbrook, who didn't fit, getting rid of their 3 and D guys that helped them win that championship. But now all of a sudden they've kind of righted those wrongs. They've brought in a lot of very good role players at the trade deadline. And you see all of this, man, look at how the Lakers have turned it around. They really know how to build a team and shape the roster around those two guys, which, you know, honestly, those are probably the two easiest guys to build around in LeBron James and Anthony Davis or two of the easiest that they just kind of check all the boxes. So it was always just a matter of finding competent players and and role players that fit around them. Now they have them, and look, you got to catch breaks as well. The Lakers did not get that two years ago when Anthony Davis went down in that first-round series. Maybe they beat the Suns, but now you're getting it, where you have the Memphis Grizzlies, who are down two of their bigs. Jaron Jackson Jr. always gets in foul trouble. And now for game two tonight, we still don't know the status of John Morant. So they're starting to catch some breaks there. And in the second round, I've been very impressed if they can get there. I've been very impressed with what the uh, Sacramento Kings have done. Yeah. But still, that's a matchup where if you're the Lakers, you'd say, hey, we, we feel pretty good about that matchup as well. 
We're talking NBA playoffs with Justin Garcia, studio analyst on the Milwaukee Bucks radio network. The Nuggets were the top team in the West during the regular season. We never talk about them, uh, I think, from a national perspective as legit title contenders. Should we be? Are, are they a team that's more built for the regular season, or do you believe in them as having a championship run in them? So I believed in them coming into the season. I think everybody was a little put off by the way they finished the regular season. On a, To say a slide is putting it mildly. Um, but I really like the pieces around Nikola Jokic. And, you know, this is a big postseason for Jokic and for Joel Embiid, the two guys that have been number one and number two in MVP voting the last couple of years because they're two guys that I think the same rap is out there of they haven't really done it in the playoffs. And with Nikola Jokic, there's been more excuses for him with the uh, the health of his team. And, and certainly I don't fault him with the shape of that roster the last couple of years, especially with no Jamal Murray. But Joel Embiid is, has really faced the same challenges when you look at how things have shaken out with guys like Ben Simmons, like James Harden last year, his first run with the Sixers. Very similar story arcs for both of those guys. And it, it seems like most of the wrath has gone towards Joel Embiid and not so much Nikola Jokic. So uh, long story short, I, it, it's a big playoffs for both of those guys because they have a lot to prove. But it also kind of feels like what the Nuggets did the last couple of weeks kind of took everybody off the scent, and we may be sleeping on them. This is still a very, very good team during the regular season. They have good complementary pieces. It looks like Jamal Murray is back to the guy that he was two years ago. Aaron Gordon is one of the more underrated players in the league. I like what Denver has put together. Now, the real test for them is going to be in that second round, assuming they get the Phoenix Suns. But I think whoever gets through that series is going to be who represents the West in the finals. The game you'll be broadcasting tonight, Bucks and Heat. Miami leads the series at 1-0. Do you have a gut feeling on if Giannis is going to play or not tonight? Well, kind of. It, it seems like he will. He was upgraded from doubtful to questionable. And usually when we see that with the Bucks, that that's a pretty good indication that things are trending in the right direction. So it seems as though it's going to be a he'll test it out in warm-ups and we'll see where it goes from there. Even if Giannis doesn't play, the Bucks should win this game and should win this series. Tyler Hero's injury is a big blow to the Heat. It is not a bigger loss than Giannis. I've seen that comparison made. <laughs> but it's a big blow to an offense that struggled. So I do expect the Bucks to right the ship. Three-point shooting was big in game one. They didn't have it. The Heat did. Uh, but they just got to get back to their defense that we've seen. And I think it's going to be protecting the rim is going to be the biggest change we see from the Bucks in game two tonight. Can the Bucks internally say, okay, we're going to take it slow, bringing Giannis back. There's a, there's a belief and a confidence that they can beat the Heat without him? Uh, well, yes and no, I suppose. I think you can do that going into this game tonight if you feel like he's 70% or Somewhere around that, where he's just not to the level you're comfortable throwing him out there. But that seems like it changes if you end up dropping this game tonight and all of a sudden you're down 0-2 going back to Miami. I've seen, you would love to think the organization would say, look, we're still focused on long-term here with him, but you got to assume that that would play a big role in changing things. He is uh, Justin Garcia. He is uh, the host. Uh, he's the studio analyst of studio work uh, or the uh, game analyst and studio host uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks radio network. Justin, are you, I, I should know this. Uh, are you still doing the daily podcast that kind of looks at the NBA from a, from a lo- kind of large perspective? 
Uh, we are not, but we're doing something similar for uh, Bucks specific with a nightly recap for them. So not NBA-wide, but if you like the Bucks and you're a Bucks person in St. Louis, uh, then we got your fix for you on that. Should should St. Louis be if we're if St. Louis is going to adopt an NBA team, should it be the Bucks? I think so. It's a perfect marriage. I mean, I adopted the Blues. I will give you guys the Bucks, and we can call it a good partnership. All right, I, I'm not a, I'm not against that at all. Justin, thanks so much for uh, the time. We really appreciate it. Anytime, Matt. Justin Garcia joining us. Great guy to talk uh, NBA basketball with, and I uh, enjoy taking a few moments with him. He is a big Blues guy. That's. Uh, if if the Bucks are not playing, he is all in on the Blues, which uh, does not suit his uh, Milwaukee audience all that well. But that's okay. It gives me uh, even more to talk about with him. All right, we'll take one more break. Come back, wrap up hour number one of the program. It is a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our sports open line does continue here on KMOX. Coming up in hour number two of the program, uh, we'll talk baseball with uh, Maury Brown. We'll talk baseball and general shenanigans with uh, Joe Roderick and uh, even more general shenanigans uh, with Brad Young. That's all going to be coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. So we had something weird happen today in baseball, weird on a few different levels. Um, Max Scherzer got tossed from a game for having foreign substances on his person, on his hands specifically. Now, a bunch of things going on in this one, and we'll talk a little bit more about it with Maury Brown when he joins us in about 20 minutes. The Mets and, and Scherzer are adamant, adamant, that it was nothing more than rosin. Phil Cuzzy did the ejection. Matt Pajeski, we've talked about this a little bit, but this is one of the most incredible things I've seen. There have been three ejections in Major League Baseball since they started enforcing the foreign substance rules. All three of those ejections have come from umpire Phil Cuzzy. Coincidence? I think not. It can't be, right? Like, uh, Is it just that the umpires don't care? Like we were joking around, maybe, maybe Phil's got to wash his hands a little bit better. Maybe he's touching stuff on other guys' hands and it's actually stuff off his. Like I say that as a joke, but what's... What's going on that Phil Cuzzy is the only umpire for a rule that has now existed for an extended amount of time? Cuzzy is the only guy who's ever thrown anybody out. Uh, the Mets broadcast was saying that Scherzer was like warned and then he came back out and the hand was still sticky. The crew chief of uh, that crew after the game said that it was the stickiest hand that they had ever... I can't even believe it. What world are we living in right now where this is a thing? Uh, I'm listening to myself talk, and I was like, this is, this is, a, this is a real thing. But uh, the, the umpire said that Scherzer's hand was the stickiest hand that they had ever uh, investigated, ever looked at since the rule was put in place. Um, I, I don't know. And I guess when after Scherzer's tossed from the game, I guess he's in the dugout just yelling, it's rosin, it's rosin, it's rosin. Like, this, this is where we have gone now in baseball. This is not good 
for baseball. Uh, it's it's a sideshow. It's a joke. And I get not wanting foreign substances, but let's take a step back. It's a little weird. No, it's a lot weird that pitchers come off the mound and umpires come and knead their hands and, and rub them and touch them and then look at other parts of their person just to make sure that there's nothing going on there. There's got to be a better way to keep foreign substances out of a game than this situation. What a, ugh, just a bad look all the way around. And uh, here we are. And by the way, Scherzer gets suspended 10 games. He's out for the next 10 games for this as well. He can appeal it, but he's out for the next 10 games. It's a great bar sports open line right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.